What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report. It is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles. Get a job. Jesse Lee Peterson, Savage Moments, Part 71, I believe is released. I think I saw it was released yesterday or something like that. And I am live on Trovo, twitch.tv slash The Hague Report, trovo.live slash The Hague Report. These are all video streaming platforms. Facebook.com slash The Hague Report, YouTube.com slash The Hague Report, periscope.tv slash The Hague Report, or also Twitter. And of course, Trovo, like I said before. And of course, TalkStream Live and the JLP Live player, because I am on the JLP Jesse Lee Peterson Network. And uh, I have a hand-picked song for you. I know you guys were disappointed in not being able to hear Hake's 20-some-year-old Christian music for, because I had a guest yesterday and a rough start, actually, honestly. That was brutal. Um, so enjoy. I want to do um, I Love Rock and Roll. It is a cover song. I think Goaty Hook is Goaty Hook is the band, and I believe that they credited it to credit this song to Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. But I heard somebody told me that it's originally by the Arrows. The Arrows. In any case, enjoy this song, and hopefully, I don't get uh, copyright striked. I don't think I will. Here is Goaty Hook's version of. I love rock and roll, and we'll get started with the show shortly here, guys. Joan Jett? White boy summer is coming, says HGT. How's the volume, guys? One for great, two for too loud. Three for two quiet. Yesterday's show was your best one to date. More, 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 says Matt living the dream. Thank you, man. That guest was effeminate, aka intellectual, says Lin Yenchen. Thank you, Lin Yenchen. Getting a one, getting a three. Terrible song, and I say this as someone who loves rock, says going to Odin Sire. What's up, Odin Sire? Nice to see you. It sounds like a homosexual is singing this song, says Skip McBurney. You just, you're just ageist. That's messed up. I hate this song, though, says Ride the Tiger. <laughs> yeah, Arrows, I Love Rock and Roll, Alan Merrill. Thank you, Jim Justice. Hake sounds like he's whining, lol. What? <laughs> Put that volume up. <laughs> That's what they say. Okay. This is a Christian band. This is not a Christian song. Sounds like the 80 version. Let me pull up my uh, super chats so that I can follow along with what you guys are talking about. Almost as brutal as the guest. <laughs> Brandon M. Roasting my music. This song is Vintage Beauty. 
Listen to this. How can you not like it? The hand claps. His vocals need Jesus as Ray Powers. Christian Punk says Stephen Will. So guys, you can call in 888-775-3773. I'm going to get to this uh, double standard against, you know, this attack on whites, this attack on cops, this attack on Americans. It's a big mess and this attack on the freedom of speech, including white liberals. White liberals. So anyway, all that and your calls, 888-775-3773. Hey, Hake, this music is trash. Play Kodak Black, says King Drop. I don't play mainstream music, but thank you. But anyway, let's get right on. It's 906, guys, with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. So, how are you all doing? I am fine. I hope you enjoyed my guest yesterday. I didn't get to all of your super chats, so I want to read some of those right away because some of them did not apply directly to the guest. And I was not able to get to all of the calls. For example, Bobby in Texas was on hold for basically all two hours. I went to him, but he didn't have something, anything for the guest, so I put him back on hold. I didn't ex- I'm sorry, man, I didn't expect to hold him for two hours, but I enjoyed that interview. What did you think? Any feedback for or against? I welcome. I thought of some stuff afterwards. Some stuff I let slide because of time. Earl, my second favorite caller from Michigan, tried to call in f- to feel good about being wrong. Try to get somebody on his side. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wasn't that a silly call? Um... I got to read one of the super chats that came in yesterday. I know for sure I missed at least one. Some little ethnic child said yesterday, I didn't get to watch the day before's show live the day before. So let me throw you a little bread real quick, homie. By the way, your call with Alex that day was perfect. And I think Alex may have been the guy from Arizona a couple of days ago who called my show complaining about something that took place on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, but I kind of backed Jesse up on this because it just makes sense. On this not blowing your money and time and energy and privacy in court. If you're a man and the woman and the woman is taking away your children because of something you guys did wrong and now you're all split up, either unmarried or divorcing or whatever. It's a big mess. Just uh, take your losses and uh, do right going forward. But uh, yeah, thank you. I enjoyed talking with Alex. He's like, you're going to ask me if I'm a homosexual. I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) know. 
because he didn't like how Jesse's rude, supposedly, specifically to the homosexuals. Jesse's p- perfectly polite with everybody. JLP, that is. If Babbitt was black, there would have been riots. Imagine the national outrage, too, said Sixto Rewhited. I don't know if, I've, if I read that one the other day. So thank you, guys. Super chat. Put a coin in the machine. Make Hake say things. Amazing, says uh, Sixto Rewhited with a super chat 14 hours ago, yesterday afternoon, evening. Sixto Rewhited gave another super chat and said, Could a female technically gain entrance to men's conference by saying she's transgender? No. That's the answer. But he says, Either was a man before or after a transition, which we all know isn't real. Or are there going to be train spotters, I mean trans spotters, posting at the gates? Well, I mean, if they're so-called passing and nobody knows about it, what can you do about it? Hopefully we, uh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't want to get into that 6 rewired or 6 rewhited but thank you for the suggestion. I mean, for the concern. Leave it alone. <laughs> okay. So. I believe in the freedom to say Uncle Tom if you are a white. And I don't care if you're a gay white, homosexual, so-called white. There was this controversy that came up because Sleazy Joe Biden, not, not Sleepy Joe, <laughs> not Sleepy Joe Obama from, from Arizona, Phoenix. Um, Sleazy Joe gave his speech to the, I guess, joint session of Congress and he was doing all these fist bumps. It's funny how the culture is getting more black. It's not funny, but it's odd. Not in the good way. Sleazy Joe, fake president. And then Tim Scott put up to talk because he's black and a rhino. He uh, goes right along with the establishment, which is Democrats, basically. Same thing. They're all the same. Mays was right all along. Democrats and Republicans, the same thing. Except for the real Republicans, like President Trump is Earl banned from Orlando. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tim Scott is the black rhino, as we all know, senator from so-called South Carolina. What happened to South Carolina that they're electing these, these trash people? Immigration? Maybe. I know there, there were immigrants in North Carolina. <sighs> Shaking my head. So he talked, I think he mentioned being called an Uncle Tom or something like that in his speech. I didn't watch either one of them because just like JLP, I'm not interested in their lies. But I did go on Twitter. I'd rather talk to other people. I did go on Twitter though. And you know, I was, I had my prior guest, Jeff Charles, right? The black guy who's a conservatarian believes in racism, uh, doesn't want to criticize the queens, <laughs> single mothers. Uh. And there was this controversy. I was getting alerts from Jeff Charles's tweets, right? Because he is my guest, right? That was very telling about him not wanting to criticize the queens and the uh, single mothers. He seemed baffled by it. 
I gave a short declaration. I gave a short declaration of, um, oh, and he was a child of a single mother. And I don't think that he's shaking that. But, uh, I said, black mothers, after he defended calling females queens, including white females, but especially black females, queens, it's part of their culture, right? Degenerate culture, overcome culture, be civilized. If they're only called queens, queens, not... <laughs> anyway, I joke around calling women queens, too. I'm probably, it's probably going to be a habit that it's hard to shake. What a shame. I never should have done it. But I, was, I keep calling these women, like, Bagel Queen and uh, Marjorie Green. You know, Marjorie Taylor Green, the woman who has no business being a politician, but she's tougher than the men. I should never have started calling them queens. Now it's a bad habit. I can't shake it. It's kind of like saying the word dope. I started saying the word dope because the younger people my age were saying dope. That's dope. And now I can't stop saying it. <laughs> There's one thing he's about or does. There's not one thing he's about or does that will change the way things are or where they're going. That's true. That is so true. This guy, uh, Jeff Charles. I would like to have him back another time, maybe in another six months or eight months or nine months for a follow-up because there's so much going on. But it's true. He's a, he's a nice, like, we have a nicey-nice problem. And that's, he doesn't consider himself Con Inc., right? <laughs> Malkuth, I'm not answering that. Um... And then he criticizes Brandon Tatum, former JLP guest, as Con Inc. And he might be a little bit, but Brandon Tatum is more based in reality, I think, than, uh, than these conservatarians. Brandon Tatum, by the way, was not a former Jesse Lee Peterson show guest. He was at the 10th annual men's conference two years ago. And he was at the Men's History Month free speech forum. Argued with Savage Travis. Because <laughs> he does believe in a little bit of racism, I think. He's a little bit passionate, emotional, beta. A little. But he's getting better, maybe. Trying to do right in life, which I totally respect. He was not impressed with Tim Scott. The coward. The guy who complain has complained multiple times now of getting pulled over. Dr this fake driving while black thing. Totally fake. If you look at the stats, they get pulled over. More, maybe because if you look at the stats, they die like more than twice their share of car owners. They're, they're like twice as likely to die in car accidents per their share of, of uh, car owners. I know a lot of, maybe they don't own a lot of cars. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like they do. And also, those who die in fatalities, traffic fatalities, are also guilty of... Uh, having prior moving violations. Moving violations. A moving violation is not just, oh, he uh, pulled me over just because I had a tag. No, a moving violation is when you get a, a speeding ticket or an illegal turn or didn't stop at the stop sign or whatever, which indicates you drive fast. Hey, you on the wrong channel. What do you mean? Let me make sure. Doesn't look like I am. What do you mean, de white? You're throwing me off. Anyway. Yeah. Tim Scott. Loser. I say. And 
You know how I say blacks are very entertaining? Tim Scott is not. He's the only exception that I know of. Even Dr. Ben Carson, salute, sir. Even Dr. Ben Carson is entertaining. More than Tim Scott. And Ben Carson is a, a very chill guy. And gentle. Too gentle, in my opinion. And in probably everybody's opinion. Like, he's, he's, inf- I say he's too nice. And I like that guy, Dr. Ben Carson. He was a much better head of HUD, Housing and Urban Development, than anybody Biden or Obama or Clinton put in. If there even should be a HUD, which I don't think there should. But Tim Scott was saying, oh, I get called Uncle Tom. Oh, I get pulled over while driving black. Oh, he probably drives fast. He seems like he drives fast, even though he talks like a rhino and phony politician. I'm, I'm uh, profiling, right? Proudly. And then he said um, something like, oh, I get followed around in stores. That's because blacks steal more in stores. Duh. And you're blaming us for it? Well, not us, but store owners for it? Please. So he's a total <laughs> hake, always emphasizing the H in white. <laughs> I learned it from my dad, how it's supposed to, or somebody has a WH sound. Maybe it was uh, my fourth grade teacher, the, my only male elementary school teacher, besides my dad, too. So anyway, there's this gay guy who called him homosexual, named, named Scott Nevins. And this guy, you can take one look at him, and he looks like he's not morally straight. Morally straight is a phrase that I stole from the Boy Scouts. I've never, I was never a Boy Scout, but they used to want people to be morally straight, and now they don't care. They've been subverted. Out of Los Angeles slash Palm Springs, and Palm Springs used to be a retirement place, but now it's a not morally straight place. He's a TV personality. I'm going to give you his profile, Twitter profile pic. This Scott Nevins guy who is a Democrat, apparently, hates all non-Democrats, but they're pretending that he's racist. Screenshot in the main folder, just called Screenshot. Scott Nevins. And I don't think that he's just, I don't even think he's white. I don't think he's like a normal white person. Definitely not a Christian. Take a look at this guy. TV personality and host, political entertainment, and LGBTQ news contributor. Hashtag out 100 honoree. That means out of the clo- so-called closet, right? That means shameless, embracing delusion, right? He's also a so-called fiancé and a godfather. Desert AIDS board member. That has to do with, you know, Palm Springs is out in the desert. And the people who are on the AIDS board member, it would make sense if they are not morally straight. Opinions of my own, blah, blah, blah. So... <laughs> And his pinned tweet, by the way, which I'm not showing you right now, his pinned tweet reads, If baking a cake for a gay wedding means you support gay marriage, then helping a pedophile get elected in Alabama means you support pedophilia. Hashtag Republican hypocrisy. And that was a December 2017 smear upon the great Judge Roy Moore. Judge Roy Moore was falsely smeared because decent straight men are under attack. But this guy's not a decent straight man. But he is 
well, he's not even white, but if you look into some of his recent tweets, he says, Senator Tim Scott, he tweeted this out last night during Tim Scott's thing. Senator Tim Scott is Uncle Tomming it for his life. So sad. South Carolina should be so, so ashamed. Well, I agree with that last sentence. South Carolina should be ashamed for electing a black rhino. Simping for the, uh, for the establishment anti-American rhino Republican fake party. Yeah, I agree with that part. And I agree with his right to use the term Uncle Tom, even though I think it's a cringy term. But, a little bit later, he, a couple hours later, I guess, he tweeted out, tonight, he's, this apology, coward, what do you expect from a not morally straight person? Scott Nevins tweeted, tonight, referring to yes, last night, I tried to do an ironic joke about Senator Tim Scott using the term Uncle Tom in his rebuttal, because he, ca- he used the term Uncle Tom in his own speech, apparently. Tim Scott did. While I was shocked by his lack of self-awareness, I should not have used that term myself, even in reference. That it was not right. I apologize. He should apologize for being out and go back in the closet, honestly, and have some dignity. Regain your dignity, man. But no, he's not. But, I mean, he doesn't know. He does I mean, maybe he knows. Zoom in on his face. I don't think that's a normal white person. I don't think that's a quite Christian man. I mean, there's, obviously he's not, right? Anyway. People, the lynch mob quickly jumped on this guy. Yeah, look at that. He looks like he's Persian or Jewish or something else. He's not, maybe Italian. That's not a, that's no, that's no wasp, I don't think. Just FYI, side note. Not that it matters, right? We're not into that stuff. But uh, some of you are, which is fine. This is America. Scott Nevins also tweeted back in prior years, (laughs) referring to our great Dr. Ben Carson as an Uncle Tom. So this guy's apologizing. Everybody everybody searched his name and searched past times that he used the term Uncle Tom, and they found different times that this guy said Uncle Tom. And by the way, Uncle Tom is a reference to Uncle Tom's cabin, And from what I remember in elementary school, Uncle Tom was a good guy, FYI. But yeah, there's there's this picture from this tweet from 2018, August. Quote tweeting a Slate article, far left enemies of America outlet Slate said back then, Ben Carson ends Obama era efforts to reduce housing segregation. Good. Thank you, Dr. Ben Carson. And Scott Nevins, what did he tweet? Uncle Tom. Because he's a radical homosexual, I believe. And then to other people, oh, there it is again. He called him that again. Uncle Tom! Because Slate tweeted in uh, March of that year, 2018, Ben Carson's new HUD, Housing and Urban Development, mission statement will reportedly drop all mention of discrimination. Good. Right on time for the 50th anniversary of the Fair Housing Act. Well, I guess for 50 years we've been subverted. Well, actually it's 100 or 150 And he's like, Uncle Tom! (laughs) And then again, for some other people. Oh, there's a Washington Compost in 2017, August. Six, a little over six months into his tenure as the 
head chief secretary, HUD secretary. Ben Carson calls criticism of Trump's Charlottesville response, little squabbles being blown out of proportion. Thank you, Dr. Ben Carson, for telling the truth about Trump telling the truth. Well, he didn't say that. He just called it little squabbles because Trump said there was violence on many sides. And there was, indisputably. And he also said there were very fine people on both sides. But what did Scott Nevins say? Uncle Tom for telling the truth. And there was another, like, football player. Dallas Cowboys quarterback reports The Hill in July of 2018. Dallas Cowboys quarterback said... NFL kneeling protest takes away from the joy of football. That's reported by the far-left enemies of America, The Hill. Unless it's John Solomon reporting. John Solomon is, I don't consider him an enemy of America. He appears on Sean Hannity sometimes. Seems like a fair-minded journalist. The other people at The Hill don't like him. But The Hill is pretty far-left. And then this Scott Nevins guy tweeted, Oh, look at Dak, whoever that is. Apparently it's the Dallas Cowboys Quarterback. Football, right? American football. Doing his best Uncle Tom, never mind all the black men being killed unjustly. Let's celebrate the joy of a silly game. Sounds like a gay, huh? Where you catch a ball and run and get paid millions. (laughs) Jealous. So this guy is simping for black. Simping for blacks. Crazy, huh? So this guy's repeatedly used this term Uncle Tom, right? Oh, I should have known better, but he said in, a, in an apology. So all the, everybody's jumping on him. But I support the right of my white brother, <laughs> brother in Satan, to use this, the term Uncle Tom, even though it's a cringy term. Blacks even sound dumb using it. And now a white's using it? That just sounds kiss up. Kiss up. Which is a white, this is, which is my term for white Uncle Tom. <laughs> and so, I see this tweet from this lady, but I did not screenshot it, and now her tweets are protected. Her name was Renee. Renee Revelation. And I have her profile because it's kind of interesting. You see her face. And I can paraphrase what she said because I can't remember exactly. But this, this woman's tweet in response to Scott Nevins saying Uncle Tom and then apologizing for it. Oh, by the way, her Twitter profile says, He died for me. I think she's referring to Jesus. She's a daughter, a businesswoman, meaning a female businessman, and friend. And she's, you know, not a big, don't go harass her. I mean, you can't because her tweets are protected. But she tweeted out something like, I will not allow a white man even though I despise uh, Tim Scott's policies, I will not allow a white man who considers himself an ally to use that term Uncle Tom, meaning no free speech for white people. That's what she's saying. And my former guest from yesterday, he's all, I can respect this person, (laughs) he said that, (laughs) because she's calling Tim Scott her brother. Reminds me of that call, one of the first callers of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. All these blacks think that they're brothers. You a, you a sellout, brother. <laughs> so I'm standing by my fake white Scott Adams, Scott Nevins. Not Scott Adams. Scott Adams is cooler than this guy. A little bit. A lot of it, actually. 
So I stand by the right of the whites to say Uncle Tom, even though it's a ridiculous uh, word. I prefer, I prefer you just say N-word. I mean, if you're really going to say something, say that. But don't say that either, because you don't want to unnecessarily be inflammatory. But it's a less of a cringy term, at least. Bagel Queen. I don't want to encourage Bagel Queen. <laughs> Does Bagel Queen still listen to my show? Probably, right? I think. Anyway. So, I stand for the right. For the right of my white... I have not heard anybody defending his right to the freedom of speech. What happened to the spirit of the freedom of speech? Oh, that's only for the government. No. You're supposed to, uh... Want to know where people stand. Thank you. Okay. I say blacks. <laughs> this is ragtag army. Asador prefers N word too. But never call them neighbor, is what, is what the joke says. You never want to call that one them neighbor. And you know what's funny? It was, so, uh, calling a black an Uncle Tom, I was thinking that's no different from calling a white a racist. But that's not exactly true. Because it's a slur to call a black an Uncle Tom, and it's a slur to call a white a racist. But a black gets called an Uncle Tom, other people believe it, he still keeps his job. A white gets called a racist, other people believe it, he loses his job. So, no, those are not equal. Anyway. Man, you guys are a mess. Uh, let me get to Rick in Maine. By the way, Bobby from... From, uh, Texas. I'll try to get to you right away if you want to call in. <laughs> Poor Bobby. I didn't get to him all yesterday. Rick in Maine, how are you doing? It's good to hear from you. Hey, my favorite millennial. How are you today, Bob? Doing fine. How about you? Oh, not too bad. I'm back out on the road. Um, uh, it's something I'd kind of like to clarify... Uh, when Jesse says not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, he should be saying, if the shoe fits, wear it. If you <laughs> or I or Jesse, so, you know, I was talking about a certain subject, and I noticed it today on his show, uh, very relevant, because everybody called in that was black. Well, why are you painting a broad brush across every everybody in the black ethnicity? Yeah. Well, he says, not all, not all, not all, but most. In other words, he should say, if what I'm talking about fits you. Right. If the shoe fits, wear it. So if it doesn't pertain to you, ignore it. Right. Enjoy listening to the show afterwards. That's the thing that's getting everybody confused. They're getting all wound up. They're getting all uh, bent out of shape when he says that, and that's the remark that I hear a lot. Well, why are you painting such a broad brush across this ethnicity, that ethnicity? If the shoe fits, wear it. If you're involved in what I'm talking about, then, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's, no it's interesting point. how people overreact to something, yeah. and they think that it doesn't apply to them, but why are they overreacting? Yeah. 
Yeah. There was one caller, I forget what his name is now, but Jesse asked him if he was a thug. Well, why are you painting everybody a thug that's a black? If the shoe fits, wear it. Nice. If you are, then <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yep. You know, there's so much common sense that is there, and it's just wording that sometimes gets everybody bent out of shape. Well, that's because they want to be, you know, they're predisposed yeah, to being bent out of shape. You, yep. They want you to yep. word it so softly to end up w- with a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo gibberish, be an intellectual, yep. a.k.a. effeminate, shout out to Lin Yun Chin, like my, yep. like my guest yesterday, whom I like the guy, yep. but ineffective, ineffective. He's not even really standing, he doesn't even really have completely the right values, but some of the values that he has that are right, he's not going to get them, he's not going to be... He's not a man of power. He's a man yeah. of, of weakness. And I right. use the term man loosely. I, He's not a man. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. If it involves them, you know, it's on them. If they take and go ahead and drink that Kool-Aid, you know, that's on them. Right. But, you know, a person should stop and think, well, I'm not involved in this subject. I'm not one of these people he's talking about. Right. If the shoe fits, wear it. Yep. <laughs> it's so, wild. Very clear. Very clear. Thanks, buddy. I had to I had to inject that today. That, I appreciate that was it. Just something that's been bugging me for a while. Yeah. So take it easy, buddy. I'll All talk right. with you later. You too, Rick. Okay. Appreciate you. Very nice. You know this white cop who got railroaded for being white? And by the way. <laughs> The argument that, oh, the, the notion that he was railroaded for being white is, is silly because most white cops get away with crimes. Everybody knows that this thing was, was uh, all overhyped because it was a white man on a black man. I'm referring to Georgia, Florida, getting his neck smushed. <laughs> I don't know if it was smushed. By Derek Chauvin, former Minneapolis Police Department officer. I've been wanting to show you guys this clip for a while. I showed it, I talked about it like on Monday or so, and then on Tuesday I ran out of time, and on Wednesday I interviewed Jeff Charles. So I have this clip 11 from CBS's 60 Minutes, and hopefully this video doesn't get blocked, but I'm taking the chance just to show you how phony this Minnesota Attorney General which it's a disgrace that he's a so-called attorney general, right? Keith Ellison, the black, light-skinned, radical, black, so-called black, Muslim, Keith Ellison, who supported Antifa, took a selfie with Antifa saying, this strikes fear in the heart of, of Donald Trump. He swore his oath when he was a congressman, his fake oath, when he was a so-called congressman, Chris is definitely North African. <laughs> He's definitely, like, mixed. And not mixed in a good way. Mixed up. Evil. His son declared himself to be Antifa. Oh, he swore his oath of office or whatever. Yeah, the angry kind of mixed. Those light-skinned radicals who are, accom- uh, not accommodating, over-compensating for their 
more palatable exterior <laughs> by being more radical and evil and off-putting. This guy is such a phony. You'll, you'll listen to him in a second. But he swore his oath of office on a Koran. On a Koran. Quran. Because he was a elected to the disgrace of his district in Minnesota to be in the U.S. Congress. He was a so-called representative in the U.S. House of Representatives. Did you know that? And he swore his, he put his hand instead of on the Bible, on a Quran, a Koran, Koran, a Koran. May as well have been a, on a crayon. This sleazy guy. Listen to this clip. It's uh, probably a, I don't know, it might be a two-minute clip. But it has Keith Ellison being interviewed on 60 Minutes, which is a, a shadow of what it once was. It used to be a, an in, a good show. Now it's a interesting because it's so evil show. CBS is 60 Minutes. Scott Pelley, this so-called white guy, probably not a Christian, doesn't seem like it, doesn't act like one, interviewing Keith Ellison about the verdict, the guilty verdict on Derek Chauvin and and the punishment that he should get or not get. Listen to this, and listen to how he's, in my opinion, pretending to be fair-minded. He says all the right things. Some of you guys, if you're dumb, may be fooled by it. But listen to this, and then I will talk about more. When you first heard the word guilty, you thought what? Gratitude. Um... Humility followed by a certain sense of humility. I'll say satisfaction. Sick. It's what we were aiming for the whole time. I zoomed in. I spent 16 years as a criminal defense lawyer, so I will admit I felt a little bad for the defendant. Mm-hmm. I think he deserved to be convicted, but he's a human being. Somehow mm-hmm. I did not expect to hear from you a note of compassion for Derek Chauvin. I'm not in any way wavering from my responsibility, but I hope we never forget that people who are sorry defendants that in the criminal justice system that they're 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 human beings, they're people. Oh, I mean yeah. George Floyd was a human being. Yeah. And so I'm not going to ever forget that everybody in this process is a person. A maximum sentence would send what kind of message? I think it is important for the court to not go light or heavy. I don't know if it's right for a judge to send a message through a sentence, because the sentence should be tailored to the offense, tailored to the circumstances of the case. Look, the state never wanted revenge against Derek Chauvin. Oh, no. We just wanted accountability. Yeah. What a phony, huh? Uh, Jay from... Arizona says, Keith Ellison is an evil man, and that 60 Minutes host, Scott Pelley, is a propagandist. Very true. Scott Pelley is trying to make him look good. <laughs> Meanwhile, he, he interviews, like, Mike Cernovich or anybody who's remotely not liberal, and he just, he just tries to make him look silly. Just, it's perverted. And Keith Ellison pretending to be fair. Shifty eyes. Yeah, I did the zoom. I zoomed way in on their faces and and flipped it because I didn't want to get some, you know, mess going on. I wanted you guys to be able to enjoy the full 
stream without some crazy mess going on with regard to copyright and stuff like that. They don't believe in fair use, right? Um, Fair use means you can use people's common, you can use other footage for commentary, right? Commentary. It's news and commentary. That's what my show is. Um, So, the Chauvin trial juror, who's actually speaking out, did you hear about this guy? He's appeared on multiple different podcasts and shows, two at least that I know of. He's speaking out after the guilty verdict, too. And this is another black, a normal black, but a black radical. I say normal, and I use the term loosely. By normal, I mean non, not a politician. It took eight hours of deliberation. This guy, Brian Mitchell, I think is his name. Is it Brian Mitchell? Took eight hours of deliberation to convince all the jurors to go um, unanimously decide that Derek Chauvin is guilty of second-degree murder, fake murder, third-degree fake murder, and second-degree so-called manslaughter. And look at some of the stuff that this guy says. It's ridiculous. What is it? What is the name? Brandon Mitchell, not Brian Mitchell. Brandon Mitchell, a black 31-year-old high school basketball coach and a, uh, by the way, he's a Minneapolis, also known as Murderapolis, resident who has a podcast on dating and relationships. (laughs) What kind of a 31-year-old man has a podcast on dating and relationships? Hmm. I'm leery. But anyway, Brandon Mitchell, black 31-year-old high school basketball coach. He appeared on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell, a podcast, saying we had to do some explaining to a few people so that everybody was on the same page. There was one juror who was, they really had to break down sentence by sentence, word by word, the meaning of things, because otherwise they weren't going to get a unanimous decision, and they have to get that unanimous decision. It took eight hours of deliberation, and this Brandon Mitchell guy, sorry, it wasn't Brian Mitchell, Brandon Mitchell thought it should have lasted 20 minutes. What an evil person to falsely convict this MPD officer, Derek Chauvin, former MPD officer. He said of Chauvin, and I have a screenshot from this uh, Daily Mail article, as the case went on, his demeanor, facial expressions? Shout out to uh, Jacques Posobiec. I saw this on his Twitter. As the case went on, his demeanor kind of changed to more of a confused look as this isn't how it's supposed to go. I don't see any remorse. Didn't see any remorse? Maybe Chauvin doesn't have any remorse because he didn't think that he did anything wrong. And, by the way, from what I heard was, for the most part, Chauvin had to wear a mask like everybody, like everybody else. A communist mask, you know, the, because we have the China-slash-communist virus going. So Chauvin wearing a mask... He's looking at his eyes or his, like, eyebrows? Forehead? What part of the face is he looking at for so-called remorse? What type of black is this? And by the way, I've heard also that Derek Chauvin is um, socially awkward. Socially awkward people, you can't read them that well. So what type of remorse, remorse are you looking for? People are trying to say, oh, he was 
defiantly racist with his knee on their neck, looking around all defiant and smug and racist. That's dumb. It's ridiculous. People listening to Satan. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Chauvin is held in isolation, as you know, at Minnesota's only maximum security Oak Park Heights prison in Stillwater until sentencing in June. We're barely, we're not even at May yet. So it's ridiculous. Is he going to appeal? How would that appeal go? I don't have high hopes. Yeah, and Jeff Charles yesterday, he said that Chauvin wasn't on trial for racism or hate crime. But, every, but in the court of public opinion, it's just outright denial, including the minds of these stupid jurors. Um, I say stupid. I'm assuming. <laughs> that uh, they're thinking this guy was hateful. The judge said, oh, put aside your feelings about this case because everybody's heard about this case. Because they, lin- they pre-lynched him, right? They pre-lynched him. Lisa Christensen, you may recall that there was another juror, an alternate juror. Lisa Christensen is the, one of the two alternates who was dismissed before deliberation. She, she spoke to the media about the case too, but this guy is the first one who was actually on the jury. And he exposed himself. The judge said he had restrictions on doxing these people, but, but you can dox yourself. So this guy did. Brandon Mitchell. Sounds like a black radical to me, because to, listen to this. In these new interviews... Mitchell said that he became exhausted from having to watch the video footage of Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck and back, neck and back, that's right, and began turning away so as not to watch when the footage was shown during the trial. This is an emotional male, not a man, not an objective man. He also recounted being struck by the testimony of different people, noting the moment that Floyd's brother, Philo Nice, Philonise, P-H-I-L-O-N-I-S-E, Philonise Floyd, took the stand and told jurors about their childhood together. How is this relevant? Why are they talking about this stuff? Emotions. Fake. Asked by this Erica Campbell podcaster girl, woman, sounds like a black, if he had a message to people about accepting jury duty, he said, it's just important. If we want to see some change... What type of change are you talking about? And we want to see some things going differently. Differently from what? What are you talking about? Sounds like he has an agenda. A black agenda. Not a just agenda. We got to get out there and get in these avenues and these rooms and try to spark some change. What a sicko. Told you that the juries are becoming more and more corrupt. It's being reported, according to Asmador, by the just, that the Justice Department... Yeah, I saw this was going to arrest Chauvin in the courtroom on federal police brutality charges if the jury found him not guilty. Talk about TV drama, made-for-TV drama by this activist fake federal government. Corrupt anti-white feds. I have this uh, screenshot from the Daily Mail, which is a sleazy, far-left foreign outlet, the Daily Mail. Revealed. Feds had a secret backup plan. To arrest. No, my throat's getting hurt. Uh, Derek Chauvin in court for police brutality. Police brutality? Who's going to arrest these feds for uh, anti-American brutality if he was cleared of killing George Floyd? Federal prosecutors were ready to arrest the white ex-cop, reports the Daily Mail. 
If the jury had found him not guilty of all charges in the, or if the case ended in a mistrial. Under those circumstances, they had arranged for the Minnesota U.S. Attorney's Office collusion to charge him by criminal complaint so that he could get arrested right away. Scammers. Scammers. Kissing up to the mob. Uh, they hate whites. Following his arrest, the feds would have asked a grand jury to indict him. A grand jury is a bunch of people decide whether or not to charge this guy, right? The contingency plan did not materialize because the jury found him guilty on all charges, second and third degree murder, fake murder, second degree manslaughter. The DOJ is planning to indict him and the other three cops involved because there were two other people on Floyd and one guy standing by. In Floyd's death on civil rights charges, that's the federal government getting their hands and fingers involved in our local police departments. And who is more corrupt than the feds? These dumb blacks want to appeal. They're appealing to the UN, I reported yesterday. I meant to ask Jeff about that. Because there's black families of these black victims are appealing to the United Nations. Hey, we're getting oppressed and genocided in America. (laughs) All this stuff. These are human rights violations. These are international crimes against humanity, what they're trying to say. And people are agreeing with it. The UN has tried repeatedly to get involved in our stuff. And what type of recourse blacks or anybody will you have once the UN is involved? Much less, I mean, think about the feds. You have no recourse with the feds. They don't care what you say or think. You can't confront them. If you try, you get the treatment of these other guys who are in solitary confinement, by the way. Just a side note. That's a, I'll get to that story. The January 6th thing. Nobody else is... Every, all the attacks on our local cities, nobody's getting the kind of treatment that the people who did that lightweight, that you could barely call it a little riot. Some of them were assaulting cops a little. Nobody's getting treatment like the people who did the riot at the Capitol. It's crazy. I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter riots. They got, not, they got nothing like that. They're getting off. Um, the DOJ is planning to indict him on civil rights charges. Chauvin is to be indicted over both Floyd's death and a 2017 incident when he knelt on the back of a 14-year-old boy's neck for nearly 17 minutes, which is not accurate. That's not accurate. A mother... Presumably black, I don't know. Called the cops on her own 14-year-old son and her daughter, too, by the way, I think. Acting erratic. And he hit the guy with a flashlight, I think. He had to get stitches. Acting erratic, no doubt. This guy has to deal with these out-of-control people in the community. Blacks. And now he's getting uh, reamed for it. What a shame. J. Alexander Kung, Thomas Lane, and Tao Tao, or Tu Tao, Tao, to be indicted over Floyd's death. They faced trial together August 23rd on state charges of aiding and abetting so-called second-degree murder and manslaughter. It's so ridiculous. What a shame. But who's investigating the feds? Congress is corrupt. Congress is supposed to, am I right? Congress or the Senate are supposed to be the check on our federal departments, right? The executive branch has the so-called DOJ and all these people, these scumbags, 
FBI, CIA. I say scumbags. Most, but not all. <laughs> right? Some are, according to Trump, the, the workers are good, but the, the top people are corrupt. But I'm thinking that the, many of the workers are corrupt, too. But the people at the top of the FBI, we've seen Brennan, John Brennan, a joke. Uh, Jim Comey, James Comey, a joke. Christopher Ray, a total joke, and he's a bad joke. Still smearing whites and cops. Nobody's doing a check on them. Nobody's investigating them. And their investigation, none of them are elected. Unelected bureaucrats. Deep state. You betcha. And liberals. Even if they're Republicans, they're total rhinos. They're traitors. They don't support Trump. They undermined Trump. And they don't support you or we the people. So these checks and balances that are supposed to be in the government, they only work when we have an honest man or some honest men. It doesn't even have to be mostly honest men. It just has to be somebody who's a man, an actual man, right? Anyway, I'm going to get to these political prisoners after this January 6th riot thing. But I want to get to Bobby in Texas. He's been on hold for three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. What's up, Bob? I'm kidding around. What's up, Bobby in Texas? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, James? Doing fine. Thank you. Um, well, first, Monday you were searching for a word. It was goraphobe. No, it wasn't that word either, but what's that word yeah, mean? He was, goraphobe? It means that, yeah, he doesn't like germs. He, uh, somebody that, a lot of people like the habit won't go outside because they're still worried about germs. Goraphobia. Oh, well, that's not what Trump has. It was a more sure? common. It was a more common word than that. Okay. Uh, yeah. But thank you. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Trump. Trump goes outside. He's not a coward. He's just doesn't like people sneezing and coughing in the same room as him, which right. I respect. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. Yesterday I did actually have a few things to talk about, Jeff. But I just I, they weren't really anything productive. I didn't agree with his stance on. He thinks like America fought a war over slavery which is really not representative of what the Civil War really was about. Yeah, they wanted to secede. Uh, We wanted to secede, and then I say we because I think I'm descended from, my grandpa dates back to Virginia, which is the same thing as Robert E. Lee, right? So I say we on that side, and they probably have some heritage from the North, too. And then we didn't... used to be a very great state. Abe Lincoln didn't want to let them leave. Right. And it was all based on no, not having representation in the government. Like, that was what the Civil War was fought over. That's what they succeeded over. It wasn't, it wasn't about slavery. Everybody involved in the Civil War realized and was well aware that slavery was a thing of the past. It was on the way out. That's As, what I've heard, is that it was on its way out. Yeah, it was, it was a done thing by the time the Civil War came. The only reason that they fought the Civil War was based on no representation in government, and the fact that Abraham Lincoln was elected president with no electoral votes from the southern states. Like, they wow. realized that they had I no say in the government. They were like, this is, you know, a bunch of, bunch of hogwash, and they were like, we're out. You know, like, yeah. we're, we're succeeding. But, and it's silly things like that. But about the uh, Arizona recount, I was wondering, I want to get a few thoughts on that. Yeah, over in Maricopa County, Maricopa County, Arizona, they're conducting a recount. And I haven't really looked deeply into it, but what were you going to say? I've heard that they 
there there's some speculations that there's going to be 250,000 illegal votes in that election. I don't know if that'll be the case, but to have that kind of an idea, there could be, you know, several, at least 100,000, I would imagine. I don't know, man. And, uh, I, I, I don't really have high hopes for, for something really coming not, true. I mean, nothing's going to change. It's not like Biden will be moved out of office and I Trump know. will be reinstalled. It's just a matter of, you know, it'll make us, I think it'll make us feel better to know that, you know, we were right. I mean, I do want to. I do want to know the truth. I just don't have any yeah. faith in the truth getting out. But it would be nice. It, we might find yeah. out. We might find out. They are fighting. The Democrats are for sure fighting against it. It's just yeah, are the Republicans really putting up a real fight, or are they like just the whole thing with Giuliani yesterday being uh, his apartment being raided <laughs> by the Fed? Yeah, like, I think that's all just kind of like a, a cloak and dagger to take our eyes off of what's happening in Arizona. Okay, like. Like, I don't, I don't foresee that, obviously, they're not going to do anything the same as, because I've heard, I've read recently that in 2000, when the election was in uh, Florida, they had the issue there, that it did turn out to be, uh, not Dan Quayle, uh, what's his name, Al Gore. They said <laughs> that he did actually, based on the recounts, did actually win the election, but they didn't changed the... Oh, yeah, people were so bitter about about the Al Gore, George W. Bush 2000 election with the recounts and all yeah. that mess. Whatever. Yeah. So I've heard that they, I heard that they did find the proof that he did win, but I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. And it won't matter if Trump wins, except for the fact that people will be like, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> You've been, you shouted me down for months, half a year, but we all knew that there was a rigged election. And I mean, it's still... Don't say that on my stream. (laughs) (laughs) Even even if they flip the results, there would be like... I mean, of Arizona, there wouldn't be enough electoral votes. They still have Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Right, yeah. I wouldn't foresee anything like too drastic to come from it. It's just... Yeah. I think it would be good to know. Yeah. Good to have that. Yeah, it would be. It would be... I'm always interested in hearing... Well... Somewhat interested in hearing about this. It's funny how they're fighting against it so badly. Yeah, that's another thing that makes me think there's got to be something behind it, or why else wouldn't... If you won the election fair and square, why would you not want to have it all just right in where you can rub it in our face? Yeah, they don't... They don't don't want election integrity. That's why they call it uh, voter suppression. Yeah, and why they're fighting so hard to keep when 75% of Americans, even Democrats, that's all Americans, are in favor of voter ID. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, they're dead set against and they lie in their speeches like yesterday when Biden was talking about voter suppression and voter stuff. Like, it's clear that America yeah. wants voter ID. The only people that don't want voter ID are the people that are, you know, want to have a the Democrats always have power to be the ones that are in control forever. Yeah. So that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, which I don't even want Republicans to have that kind of power. Like, I don't want anyone to be able to just write the rule book and be like, this is how it's going to be. I know. Because we're in charge. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it, Bobby. I agree. It's going to be sort of interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I, I agree. But I thought that's all I really wanted to say. I appreciate it, man, and appreciate you hanging on all all day yesterday. 
<laughs> it was still interesting. I could hear it in the background. I just couldn't watch it. Right. <laughs> well, right on, All man. Right, we'll talk. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. I'm going to get to uh, Skip and Keith in the next, in the coming hour. We're actually into the second hour here. I want to talk a little bit about, explain a little bit about what happened with Rudy Giuliani and these political prisoners being kept in solitary confinement for using bear spray on Officer Sicknick, but the, for some reason the medical examiner says it doesn't, didn't, uh, it's not what killed him. You know, he had other so-called natural causes. What a shame. Rest in peace, Officer Sicknick. I heard he was a Trump supporter. Sounds like an okay guy. And I will read your super chats. I have a bunch of super chats from uh, Streamlabs and one, at least one from Trovo.live slash The Hague Report. Thank you, guys. Hang tight. I have, oh, let's do, oh, what do I want to do? The other one. This one is by, this is called Just What I Needed. <laughs> this is another cover song from the album Songs We Didn't Write by Goaty Hook. It's a Christian song. It's 10.02 right now, guys. I'll be back in a few. Just what I needed. I think it's originally by what? The Cars? Do you guys know? You guys familiar? This is probably going to be annoyingly too fast if you're familiar with the song, but I still like it, and I think you might too. Cover your ears, boomers, or maybe not. You might like it. Goaty Hook, Just What I Needed. Enjoy.
And we're back, guys. Thank you for the feedback. Thomas Gorby says, too fast! Ragtag Army says, who played the, the Cars? I think that's the Cars, right? Originally by the Cars. The Insiders covered this song in the 90s, says Fan of the Ladies. Oh, really? They, play, they covered it, too? That's another Christian, like, ska band, I think. Punk ska. Lake Hake, White People Music, says Carol D. Horrible, says Rob Nunes, which made me laugh. All, all caps. Everyone get their skateboard out. Wow, this is the hyper version. This is articulated random intelligence. Faster, 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 Colin Barrett says. Hank should measure the curve of that lake, says the earth is flat. Very spiritually moving, says Rock Shot 100. Well, thank you guys for the feedback. This is, somebody said, it was funny. Hank, this is not just what we needed, De White said. The record is 35, not 45. Shout out to Chrissy. You guys re- get that reference? The record is 35, not 45? Because that's a setting that you put on your phonograph, also known as record player, for what speed and what the size of the record, because re- some of the records are little, some are big, that you put the needle on and you set it to spin around at a certain speed to be correct. This one is going too fast. <laughs> was the idea. Funny. Thank you, Chrissy. I got it. Maybe I had to exp- That was junk, says Dwight. I'd rather hear Earl talking about not- talk about nothing than this song, Rob Nunes says. Lin Yen Chin says, germaphobe, referring back to what Trump is, might have referred to indirectly by calling a person fastidious, also known as finicky, or what one said, or what you said in reference to your being so picky about food. Fittified. Fittified. <laughs> I got that word from JLP, if you didn't know. By the way, there were some super chats. I'm going to read them right now. Lin Yen Chin gave a Trovo super cap and said, Officers becoming criminals for containing criminals as per standard training. The world is a mess. Yeah, and that's what happened with uh, Derek Chauvin, apparently. The world is a mess. Let's hope Elon Musk builds his thousand star ships to escape our depravity. <laughs> Interesting. And Sixto re-whited, gave a super chat and asked, could a female technically gain entrance? Oh yeah, I, I, I answered that one already. Thank you, Sixto re He asked another one, though. Two deputies shot in North Carolina, one dead. Wow, when's it gonna end? Not anytime soon, not unless true American patriots make hay while the sun shines. Which is, on, which is until Bill Gates blocks the sun out. More John Parfit, Hake. That's right. John Parfit is the guy that I've been playing on my breaks normally. Or my uh, top of the, this second hour break. John Parfit, also known as Bright Lights. J-O-N-P-A-R-F-I-T-T. Great music from John Parfit, always. Jib Jab gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. You know that song, Hake? My neck, my back, my blah, 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 blank, blank. I'm not sure. I don't recognize that song. Hot Computer Smell says, with a super chat, I used to think you would exaggerate, but over time, I find your assessment of politicians and so-called public figures 
to be pretty accurate. Yeah, no, they're... When I go off about them, I may be... One might call me passionate, but I think that my words are accurate. Thank you, Hot Computer Smell. Pretty accurate, thank you. Bibby42 says, Hake, Aurora Rose is simping for you in chat. Can you be a female simp? She wants a pizza date. Get it, boy, my man. <laughs> Thank you, Bibby42. What the heck? But isn't she from the south somewhere? I'm in Southern California. Cheesehead69 with a Trovo super cap says, Anarcho-tyranny. Law-abiding and with a, with a uh, what is that thing called? A colon. Meaning anarcho-tyranny. Law-abiding citizens sandwiched between the mob on one side and the tyrannical government on the other. Very apt description of what we have in America, Cheesehead 69. Anarcho-tyranny. The evil mob, also known as social justice, which is not justice, but we have a social justice mob, which is not justice, mob justice. And then we have the, uh, the mob is also... In the highest levels and the lowest levels. What a shame. Appreciate that. Cheesehead69. <laughs> wow. So uh, I gotta get to Keith in Illinois. Keith, how are you doing? All right. Hey, how are you, buddy? Doing fine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, make a comment. I know it was good when I see a lot of these marches. Are you on a speakerphone? You're sounding kind of... A little uh, bit no, unclear. No. Uh, can you hear me now? That's may, that might be a little better. Go for it. Uh, well, I noticed in those marches, I see a lot of you know angry women. You know, I mean, supposed to be upset by the fact that a uh, you know a criminal has been shot. Okay, but I know that a lot of, a lot of those women, you know, will be the same ones that abort men, children. Yep. Um, the, the same ones that will lie on a man out and pretend like the child is his. Uh, the, the same women that plot, you know, to turn the children against the man, okay? Yeah. The same women that are, that are doing men wrong and, and, and evil and wicked, but yet and still they're down there acting like they care about a certain kind of man that's been shot, you know, by, you know, another man. It's like, you know, it's, it's like it's just a con game because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm seeing how they really live and how they're pretending to live. That's my point. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I was trying to get across with how... The black mothers are, it's clear that they're the ones who are raising these yeah. out-of-control youth. And the out-of-control right. youth, some of them are quite young. 13 years old, boys and girls doing horrific crimes to one another. Yeah. To with, one another, right. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it 90%, it's, 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 it's to one another. Like yep. If you watch like these judge shows, sisters stabbing each other, spraying each other's yeah. mates when they're eight months pregnant. So I'm like, these are the same people that's trying to judge somebody else. I mean, I'm trying to figure this out. If you're raising these young men to, 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 to be murderers and, and killers of your own kind, okay, and be rapists and pimps and drug dealers and gang members and drive-by shooters, how are you out of here judging right. when, you are, you know, when, you, when you are, you know, actually creating this world which is uh, uh, full of evil, wickedness, and chaos? It, it's amazing how people do that, you know what I'm saying? And yet still they act like they stand up for justice. I, I'm just trying to figure out how do people fall for it even. I think it's whoever smelt it, dealt it. These people are, <laughs> these people are, they're the most guilty and they're the most accusatory too. 
Right. That's that's my point. It's yeah. like, why? I know the liberal media won't call him out. I'm not a fool. I mean, I know that. Right. It's true. Because it's like they're bed fellows. You know, they're bed fellows. They sleep in the same bed, so they're not going to call each other. Right. Like they don't call the liberal media out. They don't call them out. I understand that that's the way it works. I'm just trying to figure out how come other people are so blinded by what you can see on TV 24 hours a day, 365 days a week. I just don't understand how your emotions are able to lie to you to where you can't even see what's really going on. I think there's a cowardice go- with, about women, and especially black women, but women in general. You don't want to pick on the women. You look like a woman blamer, a woman hater. Give me a break, right? But that's what people fall for. And also, if they're blind, if they're if they were subjected to it and they never have seen the evil for themselves or been, been awakened to the fact that, hey, this was, this was evil that I was subjected to from my own mother or from my own grandmother or from these... You, you probably aren't, aren't going to be able to see it or else you're going to hate it and go off um, like a woman hater and you're going to turn people off to the truth. And that happens yeah, a lot yeah. too. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I want you to look, I'm going to try to send you something. Okay. This guy, uh, this lady from, she calls herself uh, Gothic. And she had this guy in 1984 that escaped the Soviet Union. And he said America should be aware of what was going to happen. And I swear the same thing is happening in 2020. Oh, okay. I might have seen parts of that okay. before. Did you see that one? Because that one is amazing. In 1984, he said what they were going to do and how they were going to propagandize and how they were going to use every weapon against to turn America into communists. And that's exactly what happened. So yeah. I don't know if you can find it. Her name is Gothic. I mean, it's, I, I know it was on her podcast. I'm just saying, if you can find out, I appreciate it. You and Jesse can show the viewers. Okay. That, guy talking that about was that TV former, that's that, are you referring to that former KGB agent? K, is it KG, KBG, KGB? KGB. I'm getting all confused know. now. <laughs> he was a Russian guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, fine. I, think, I think the people should see that because it was amazing. And that was, uh, it, it, how many years ago was that? 30, 30, uh, 20, uh, 30, 35 years, 36 years ago. And I mean, man, the exact way they did it, you know, uh, uh, you know, exact, I mean, exact, I mean, not, nothing's changed. Right. That's what they do. Yuri, Yuri Bezmanov. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. is what uh, yeah, yeah. Cheesehead69 is suggesting. And so, so is Chris. Maybe, maybe what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you can show that. Doing okay. Okay. Thanks okay. A lot. Hey, I don't take up no more time. Thanks Appreciate it, Keith. Good to hear from you. Take care. Very nice. Yuri Bezmenov. I am sick of the America haters, says Anderson Moffat. They want you to be sick. Noah's Art Kansas. I missed this super chat on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. 1776 uh, commission. He says, all my life, I've been beat by men, and I ain't gonna take it no mores. <laughs> what are you referring to? But thank you, Noah's Art Kansas, faithful friend. Appreciate you. I got to get to Skip in Augusta, Georgia. 888-775-3773. And then I will tell you about Rudy Giuliani. And these, like I'm, say, like I'm telling you, I sound like a communist saying this, but political prisoners. You know how cop killers are being called political prisoners by the blacks? Well, in this case, these guys pepper sprayed a cop, and they're being held in solitary confinement. Seems odd to me, but that cop did die, and they're, like, trying to find out what happened, I guess, 
but it doesn't seem honest. Skip in Augusta, Georgia, how are you doing? Hey, James, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, too. Thank you. Look at here, that was a, a song by the Cars. Okay. And uh, that, was a, that was an awful rendition that you played. <laughs> Thank it, you. It brought shame. It brought shame to him, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and when that, you, when that, the Cars about, song uh, is about a third of the speed, or maybe a tenth of the speed. <laughs> it's slow, yeah, it's cool, one. it's chill. I love the Cars version, too. But this was my introduction the cars, to the Cars song. Well, that's... That's better than most of the music you've been playing, because just about every every song, other song you played, my dogs jump up and down and bang their heads against the wall. I heard that. Yeah. You know what? They, you know what? They, you know what they do to my wheelchair when they get excited. Yeah. Like that. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it on air again. Okay. But, uh, so that was that was pretty decent today. Thank you. And, I'm trying. And that comment you made. That comment you made about uh, the jurors and that trial being stupid. I don't think it was so much stupid. Is being afraid, being scared, you know, because yeah. what 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 could happen to them if they were found if, if they did find find him not guilty, or what kind of you know trouble it was going to bring on them, and and then again on the city itself, yeah, you know, they, they, so they could be doxxed. You know, they I, could be doxxed, even though the judge uh, ruled against doxing them. He like he made a, this these yeah. rules against doxing them, but. You're right. Um, that guy that I told you about, though, Brandon Mitchell, he seemed like a yeah. black radical to me. Yeah. He seemed like a, a radical. Well, we and it doesn't take much for a black to be a radical. They just have to make some assumptions and judge people based yeah. on facial expressions. I don't think, yeah. I don't know, maybe he was, maybe he's playing it up too, because a lot of blacks are scared and they. By intimidation, they play up the, oh, this is racist, that's racist, this is bad, this, that's bad. So that's yeah. a fair point, a fair point. It may be fear, too, ruling his life. Well, look at here. Uh, there was a shooting, it was a, a big, long police standoff last night in Boone, North Carolina. And uh, the guy actually killed two deputy sheriffs and uh, killed his... Uh, his mom, and I think it was his stepfather, and then turned the gun on himself and killed himself. Wow! Now they never did. They never did say whether he was a, a black or white. Right. But the little bit of information I could find was on local news news stations, and they interviewed one of the neighbors, and it was an old black, old white woman. So I'm pretty much taking it was it could have you know possibly a white neighborhood, but uh, you know we're not hearing anything about it on the national national level, you know, yeah, because it's not fitting the it's not fitting the agenda of uh, blacks, and and then then again we're not hearing about the courage of the police officers that went in there on that call and lost their lives because they were they were doing the job. So some you know, cops we, got we, killed we, in this incident. Yeah, they they wow. uh, two two police officers got killed, and uh, you know all we want to all they want to portray is the. Is the how bad the police are! Wow. When, if we didn't, if we didn't have police or law enforcement, it would be total anarchy. Hey. Yeah. I say God bless our police. I say God bless our police officer. In Boone, you know? Boone, like Daniel Boone, B O O N E, North uh -huh. North Carolina shooting, five dead, including yeah. two police deputies, after a 13, 14 hour standoff. Wow. According to NBC News, ABC7 Chicago, ABC, 
ABC News talking about it. Sergeant Chris Ward and K-9 Deputy Logan Fox were killed in the hours-long standoff. Three others found dead inside of a house. And that includes the suspect, right? Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And his mother and stepfather, you said. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's who it was. I, I, I know they said the mother, but I'm not sure if it, they said the stepfather or not. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah so but I think that's who it was. The story's still unclear, but wow, that's terrible. A yes, husband and wife who lived at the home. Suspected gunman was the son of one of the victims and the stepson of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to hear about the courage of the police officers going there on a... On a uh, emergency call and doing their job, and and dying for doing their job. Right. But they they going but they won't tell us how bad the police are. Yeah. You know that's so true. And how we need how we needed to fund them. I tell you what, if they had a nine. If they had to make a nine one one call, and uh, something like this was going on in their house, they sure wouldn't want them to send no counselors out there to them. Because that's what they're trying to do: replace the police officers with counselors. Yeah. All kinds of stuff they're trying to do. Boone, according to Doom Jesus in the chat, is an otherwise peaceful mountain town. Well, it was, he right. says. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah, I want to share that with I want to share that with you, Hake. You're doing a good job. And I enjoyed that guy that you had on yesterday. I, did, I didn't agree with him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because I, I honestly think he's just making excuses for blacks, making... I it's agree. Some bad choices that they're making. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's but, blaming Republicans for blacks being voting Democrat, and you got to blame both. You got to blame both. He he said a hundred percent. I don't know if he was trying to play up and drive home that point, but you have to blame. What's good about Democrats? What's Christian about being about voting Democrat? Nothing. I can't think of anything Christian about voting Democrat. No, so. I can't either. There is, there is a mean thing, hate. And yet, but most blacks pretend job. that they're Christians. Yeah, I appreciate that, yep. Skip. Thank you. And I look for, I look forward to seeing you at the men's conference in Orlando. I went ahead and got my ticket. Wow! And, right on. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting all y'all down there. That'll be great. So, uh, yeah, something to look forward to. Well, I'll holler at you later. Okay. Sounds good, Skip. Stay at right, it. Talk to you. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah, uh, the men's conference, jessieleepeterson.com or rebuildingtheman.com. Scroll down, you'll see right away it'll come up. Um, also on the events page, you can find it. Also, regarding events, no men's forum this coming Thursday, next week Thursday. Your ordinarily, men's forum is first Thursday of the month. A highlight of the month, men's forums, 7 p.m. at Bond, first Thursday usually. Women's forums are third Thursday. I presume a highlight of the month for the ladies. They love it. They uh, specifically petitioned to bring back the women's forums. Because for a while we weren't doing them. But men's forums, first Thursday. Women's forums, third Thursday. And our men's conference is going to be back. And this time for Men's History Month. Typically before, before all this, in the ten years prior... We had them the day before Father's Day, Father's Day weekend, so it would be mid-June. But this time it's going to be mid-August, August 14th. And the plan is, church with Jesse Lee Peterson the next morning, bright and early. I think it'll be earlier than usual, because we'll be over there. So, look out for that.
the men's conference is men only, by the way, and the men's forums are men only. Women's forums, ladies only. Or even if you're not a lady, but you're a, a woman. <laughs> and you don't seem, you don't, you're not a lady-like, but you want to be more lady-like, you can come to the women's forum. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got to tell you about Rudy. How far the mighty fall. It's a shame. So, you know, Joe Biden talking about, oh, unity, we're going to be united. And then his administration or her administration, Kamala Harris, or Obama administration, whatever you want to call these people, the evil deep state establishment, cracking down, the federal agent searched Rudy Giuliani's apartment. And seized his electronics, many of his electronics. They were there for two hours, I heard, according to this lawyer. The Epic Times reports Giuliani's attorney, Robert Costello. What a name. I recognize that name. Robert Costello told Fox News that seven so-called FBI agents, Federal Bureau of Investigation. I remember being a kid and thinking, ooh, FBI, that's cool. Not anymore. They have destroyed their image. They're a bunch of liberals. James Comey. Chris, Christopher Ray. Anyway, they arrived at his Manhattan apartment at 6 a.m. on April 28th. Bright and early. Remained there for about two hours. Are they the same ones who did this SWAT, SWAT uh, attack on the home of um, Roger Stone to arrest him? In the middle of the night or early morning, they tipped off CNN. <laughs> I think CNN was there with cameras. Anyway, I'm laughing, but it's evil. They remained there for two or three, about two hours, seized laptops, cell phones, other electronic des- devices, according to Robert Costello, the, the lawyer. This is totally unnecessary, Costello told Fox News, that which some call faux news, adding that the raid was carried out to make him look like he's some sort of criminal. Yeah, what, what in the world? Jim Justice thought the CIA was corrupt. Yeah, they are too. Did you always think that? I used to think, oh, CIA, that's cool. Spies. But anti-American, many of them. Liberals. Might be over the Ukrainians arrested. Remember those Ukrainians were arrested or something like that? The New York Slimes was the first to report on this search. So it leads me to believe that the deep state is talking to the failing New York slimes, right? (laughs) Claiming that it may have at least partially stemmed from Giuliani's dealings with Ukraine. He was not arrested, nor was he charged with any crime. It's It's not clear exactly why the former mayor's house, mayor of New York City, by the way. He was the mayor of New York City when the uh, 9-11 happened. That's when the the planes flew into the buildings. Everybody believes that, right? Um, What they did today was legal thuggery, Costello told the New York Slimes. Why? Oh, maybe it was Costello who told them. Why would you do this to anyone, let alone someone who was the associate attorney general, the U.S. United States attorney, the mayor of New York City? and the personal lawyer to the 45th president of the United States. I think you just answered your own question. They hate Trump, right? They hate Trump. That's all the all this other little details is just the excuse. 
The reason, the root reason is they hate America. They hate Trump. Costello told the Wall Street Journal, I mean, that's what I think, right? Costello told the Wall Street Journal, which is a rhino outlet, far-left rhino outlet, they backstabbed our hero PewDiePie. Maybe not our hero, but they backstabbed PewDiePie, call him racist, call him Nazi sympathizer, ridiculous. Some Swedish YouTuber. He's like the biggest YouTuber until the Indians took over. India Indians. That in recent years, he had to off, he had offered, Costello had offered to answer investigators' questions, but they declined. I was like talking to a brick wall, he said. Wow. So they don't even want you to, to let on what, you, what they are doing in the background, trying to get you. Seems like to me. In late 2019, amid the first House impeachment inquiry against Trump about a conversation that he had with Ukraine's president in July of that year, that's when he was talking about sleazy Joe Biden and his son may have had some sketchy dealings with Ukraine and they're investigating Trump for it, for talking about it? What the heck? Anyway, prosecutors charged two alleged former associates to Giuliani, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, with unrelated crimes regarding alleged campaign finance violations. On June of that year, 2019, Giuliani appeared on Fox News' Laura Ingram angle, said he's no longer close to Parnas, a former client, said that Parnas was lying about some of his claims. In one example, Giuliani said that... um, there was a claim that Parnas met, this Igor Parnas, right? No, Lev Parnas, met with Trump at the White House during Hanukkah and was deputized by the president. The meeting never took place, Giuliani told Fox News at the time. The records indicate that it never took place. He lied. The man is a demonstrated liar. Lev is someone I was close to. Obviously, I was misled by him. I feel very bad. I still feel sorry for him. Feeling sorry for him. I'm not going to respond to him for each and every one of the misrepresentations he's made because there were so many. If I'm called as a witness, I'm prepared to do it. What a mess. But now they're searching his, his apartment. And when you get investigated, they can pull up any little thing that, that seems a little sketchy or questionable and play it up, which the media does big time, because they hate you. Or they hate this guy. Seems like that to me. So Rudy Giuliani, kind of a liberal, but he supported Trump. I consider him an American. And what a mess. Speaking of Americans, fellow Americans, political prisoners. And again, they say, oh, such and such cop killer is a political prisoner. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people who did... Crazy crimes. But these guys, well, it's sketchy. It's sketchy. Julian Cotter, K-H-A-T-E-R of PA, and I told you about this a little bit in Hake News, but I have some more details. And George Tanios of West Virginia. I mentioned this in the end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. But the Epic Times reports that secrecy, federal secrecy, because they're not accountable to anybody, surrounds the solitary confinement of two men arrested in the January 6th Capitol breach. Remember that mostly peaceful Capitol protest? Parts of it got, there were pockets of violence. You saw some guys taking swings at cops. Allegedly, some guy threw a, a, um, a fire extinguisher and that hit three officers. 
It was not the fire extinguisher that allegedly and actually never hit former Officer Brian Sicknick. I say former because he died, the late Officer Brian Sicknick. And there was some bear spray sprayed, which is the same thing as mace, right? Or maybe really strong mace. Well, that's what these guys sprayed, or one of them, allegedly. Supposedly caught on video. The Epic Times reports Julian Cotter of Pennsylvania and George Tanios of West Virginia both are held without bail in the federal government, by the federal government, at a district of Columbia, D.C., one of the most corrupt cities in the country, Department of Corrections Restrictive Housing Facility. And restrictive housing means solitary confinement, also known as the hole. Right? I think it's called the hole. Cotter and Tanios are restricted to their cells for all but one hour a day. So 23 hours in the cell, one hour outside. Only opportunity for physical exercise. Maybe they could do push-ups inside the the cell, I don't know. But they can walk around a little bit more. Talk with other inmates, confer with their attorneys. According to Politico, the the plight of these men is shared by dozens, actually, of January 6th detainees. Dozens held in solitary? Hmm. Restrictive housing. Also, according to Politico, which is a far left, I consider them pretty far left, enemies of America outlet, the spokesman for, well, actually the Epic Times says this, spokesman for both the U.S. DOJ, the Department of Justice, which is a misnomer, they're not about justice. They're the ones who are going to arrest, and they're still going to charge Chauvin and his fellow officers, former fellow officers. And the DOC, Department of Corrections, they have not responded to multiple requests from the Epic Times to interview Cater and Tanios. It's strange names, huh? Makes you wonder, right? A little bit. Or to answer questions about their cases. Both pleas did not... They, had, they both submitted pleas, right? Their lawyers submitted pleas. Each denied the government's charges because they were charged with all these violent attacks on officers, breaching the grounds, uh, un, you know, all kinds of conduct issues. Charged with all kinds of things, right? They denied the charges, claimed that the two men are no threat of physical violence or failure to appear in court for their trials. And they pointed... Uh, to weaknesses that they claimed to be in the government's cases, government's case against them. Of one guy, Cotter, the Cotter's plea, according to his lawyer, says that he never entered the Capitol building, interesting, never sought to threaten members of Congress, and never intended to forcibly interfere with the peaceful transfer of power. Interesting. Cotter plea also noted that many defendants charged with violent and or aggressive behavior on January 6th have been released pending trial. Interesting. Remember that Black Lives Matter supporter guy? That radical, and BLM kind of disowned him too, right? This sort of light-skinned guy who talked about, I don't know, I think he talked about hurting Trump. This weird young guy. He was released with no bail. Anyway. And he was kind of egging people on to be destructive. I don't know if he pepper sprayed anybody. And then this Tanyos guy, his plea, argued that he is an ordinary businessman with a family. 
No felony convictions, no history of violence, much less a history of violence against any law enforcement officers. Most importantly, the record does not reflect that Tanios has the capability of dangerousness in the future. Interesting. This was the story where one of the guys was like, pass me the bear stuff. And I censored the word stuff because he said something else, right? And he's like, no, not yet, not yet. And then later he's like, seen on video, allegedly, spraying in the general direction. And that stuff is pretty strong. And Bear Mace is, I think Bear Mace puts out a powerful spray. Because you don't want to get close to a bear. And so Sicknick, I remember Sicknick, according to this story, Brian Sicknick, rest in peace, young officer. There's a heaven for a, a G. He, um... He's like, oh, I got bear spray, but other than that, I'm okay. And then he collapsed once he got to some office, right? He was not hit in the head with a fire extinguisher or anything like that. But three different officers, I think, or maybe even four, turned around and were looking for water after they got sprayed by this stuff. Seems pretty crazy. And they weren't on an aggression kick, so they didn't just charge forward. (laughs) Because some people, the mace doesn't work on you. Same, much similar like uh, um, tasers. Tasers don't work on highly aggressive people. Oftentimes. Wow. Ragnar0321 says that he's making the claim. I don't know if this is true. I don't know where he got it. But I don't know him to make up stuff. He said, uh, black correctional officers beat one of these political prisoners until his retina was detached in one eye and maybe permanently blind in that eye. I don't know. I hadn't heard that story. But I haven't really kept up with this stuff. But some evil things going on. Incompetence and corruption. What a shame. What a shame. All right. Maybe that's what Noah's Arkansas was talking about. All my life I've been beat by men. <laughs> I ain't going to take it no more. Anyway, I will be looking out for your super chats, guys. Streamlabs.com slash the Hakerport or Trovo.live. I think I'm still demonetized on YouTube. And of course, well, obviously YouTube. And of course, uh, DLive.tv. Anyway, did you hear about this? This is crazy to me. It's to be expected a little bit. I'm sure that there are, is more to this story. But you know, this COVID hype going around. All this COVID hype. Oh, it was pretty widely reported. There, are, there were quotes from attorneys, says uh, Ragnar. Yeah, I mean, I, I really sometimes, uh, I miss a lot. I miss a lot. Put it that way. That's crazy. But um, there was a first grader who was, who died in Minnesota of this COVID thing, allegedly. By the way, I have a, uh, I have a passage or two I may be sharing with you uh, before we end here. A first grader died of COVID, allegedly, according to the Epic Times. 
And actually, it's not even according to the Epic Times. It's according to the Minnesota. And we all know Minnesota. They have it. They have this radical attorney general. If they have this radical attorney general, Keith Ellison, can you really trust anything that comes out of them? Not necessarily at face value. But anyway, a first grader. That's a six-year-old. Well, I was six when I was in first grade. Some of you guys were probably seven when you were in first grade. I was young for my grade. A little young. Not, not the youngest. Marshall, Minnesota. That's southwestern Minnesota. A young child died of COVID complications. That's the China virus. That is the, um, that is the communist virus being exploited by communists to take down America, to corrupt the electoral process and more, I say. I mean, we just saw it before our eyes. Trump was sounding the alarm about it. I don't know what he could have done differently, but he was sounding the alarm, and he has been proven right, I think. Marshall Public Schools Superintendent Jeremy Williams says the child who died on Sunday was a first grader at Parkside Elementary. Deaths in children from this virus are rare. They can occur in otherwise healthy children. Since the start of the pandemic, three Minnesota children under age 18 have died due to COVID. I want to see what the, the kid looked like. I mean, there's sometimes there's weaknesses that you just don't know about. I knew a, a girl in my class. Well, I guess she was a young woman by this point in high school. Who she died of brain cancer like at age 19. So you never know what's, what happens with human beings. Governor Tim Waltz, that sleazy guy, he's a total sleaze. I think he's a Democrat. Um, released a statement on Monday in response to the death, calling it heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, count on, always count on the Democrat to hype and uh, emotionalize this. Heartbreaking. Just like emotional Keith Ellison, the attorney general, sleazy attorney general. Are the attorney generals, attorneys general, are they elected or are they appointed? I forget. I feel like they're appointed. Could be wrong, though. Maybe varies from state to state. 22 students and staff are in quarantine at the elementary school, which will continue in-person instruction later, I guess. But that's nuts, huh? Who knew? Anyway, um, stuff is opening up, but I'm hearing all kinds of mixed reviews, like in India, they're having a hard, horrible time. I'm hoping that doesn't come back because I don't want them to keep on imposing on our freedoms, but we need a, an awakening so that we don't let this imposition on our freedoms keep on happening. Am I right? Jeez. I mean, I mean, gosh. <laughs> I'm trying not to say geez because geez is short for Jesus. Did you know that, Chris? Yeah. Why, yikes. Don't say that. And then gosh, isn't that another word for God? Man, what can you even say? <laughs> okay, um, New York Governor Cuomo is announcing a lift on the CCP. They call it the <laughs> they call it the uh, CCP virus, right? This is the Epic Times because they blame it all on the Chinese Communist Party. They're kind of China centric, but pro America. They hate the communists, also known as the Chinese government, or they're very opposed to them. I don't know if they hate them. Andrew Cuomo, the sleazy governor. Brother to CNN's sleazy, uh, you know, that guy, Chris Cuomo. He announced that the Wednesday 
on, on Wednesday, yesterday he announced, a statewide curfew that restricted food and beverage service in the state will end next month. Oh, gee, thanks. Mom. Thanks, Mom. Uh, for both indoor and outdoor dining. Oh, Justin Trudeau. Up in Canada. These... How do these people get elected? It's ridiculous. Um, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, right? Sophie and I are proud feminists. That guy. He's a feminist. A male feminist. He used to be a boxer. He should have stuck to boxing. Did you know that? He sometimes is seen jogging. Jogging. He said on Tuesday that the federal government... Not that there's anything wrong with jogging, but this guy, he's like a pretty boy and a male feminist. He said Tuesday that the federal government is now looking very carefully at the idea of vaccine passports. He said that international vaccine passports are naturally to be expected. Yeah, this sleazy person. Of course, they are, um, what do you call it? Globalists. Globalist socialists. They'll be working with allied communists on that stuff. I put communists in there. And by the way, you know how like they, they like to hype this stuff? I've heard of like brain damage associated with people. And brain damage could just be headaches. Did, did you know that? <laughs> That's why Trump said that some of the people who, after Iran bombed some stuff and we were in bunkers, we being American soldiers were in bunkers, um... They had brain damage, right? And in some cases, it was just headaches. But that's still called brain damage. Did you know that? Anyway, they hype this stuff. They hype the stuff that they want to. They downplay the stuff that they want to. Very dishonest. That's why President Trump calls them the fake news media, the enemy of the people. But studies show that heart issues related from, uh, resulting from this virus are not as prevalent in athletes as previously reported, according to a study. So you're not getting the whole truth, even when you are, you're better off not even really aggressively reading about this stuff, maybe. Maybe. Unless you have a sharp mind to pierce through the, the, whatever you want to call it, the propaganda. And even then, what do you really need to know it for? Fewer than 1% of college athletes who tested positive for this thing developed heart-related problems, according to a recent study published by the American Heart Association's journal Circulation, April 17th. So anyway, that's that. Um, Asmodor shared, me, shared with me the story on these black jailers that beat the January 6th protester until he had a detached retina and a fractured skull. They told them they hated honkies and your white religion. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that's black jailers doing this? What in the world? Um, and he shared me, shared to me, shared me. What am I, Mexican? Do Mexicans talk like that? I don't know. Um, this is Politico, a political article. Capital riot defendant alleges beating by jail guards. A man accused in the January 6th so-called unrest was left partially blind, moved to another facility, according to lawyers. And this was reported the 6th of this month, April 6th, by Josh Gerstein and Kyle Cheney. Tensions running high between the guards and the inmates at a D.C. jail 
Where else but DC? Man, I was like, am I being ignorant? Am I just ignorantly saying that Washington DC is corrupt? No, I'm not. It is corrupt. Washington DC. And they want to make it a state? No thanks. For more power? For uh, dishonest Democrats? For weeks, Capitol riot defendants being held in Washington DC have been complaining that they are locked in their cells with virtually no human contact 23 hours a day. But a startling graphic account offered publicly in court on Tuesday by one such inmate, Ronald Sandlin, not one of the two guys that allegedly bear-maced Sicknick and a few others. Ronald Sandlin alleged that guards subjected those charged in the January 6th events to violence, threats, and verbal harassment. Myself and others, which is poor grammar, but he said it, involved in the January 6th incident are scared for their lives, not from each other, but from correctional officers, Sandlin said during a bail hearing conducted by video with Judge Dabney Friedrich. I don't understand how this is remotely acceptable, he said. Said he was subjected to mental torture. um, In a direct plea to the judge, Sandlin said another Capitol riot defendant, Ryan Samsell, S-A-M-S-E-L, was severely beaten by correctional officers, now blind in one eye, skull fracture and detached retina, according to this other defendant. Sandlin described the racial tension between the minority guards, by minority, non-white, right? Black, maybe Hispanic, whatever they are, and the largely white defendants, who are largely pro-America, right? And maybe they got carried away with this thing, this protest that got crazy. Many of us would not have recommended that that, uh, people be anywhere near the ruckus, right? Stay away from the ruckus. But anyway, they're getting disproportionate treatment, evil treatment, according to this. One of the guards um, tackled to the ground one high-profile prisoner, Richard Barnett, age 60, who was photographed with his boot up on a desk in a Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. Sandlin said one of the guards declared, I hate all white people and your honky religion. <laughs> I've heard it said before, I've heard it said before, openly by a black, but usually they're slicker than that. But I've heard it said before, so it's, it's possible. That's according to the, what this guy said. Anyway, what a mess. Sandlin posted images of himself smoking a joint at the Capitol Rotunda. Don't smoke pot. This is what happens to you, even though it's unjust. Anyway, that's a side note, but it's true. You bring, you bring curses on yourself, right? <laughs> Terrible. Wow. Um, one guy is charged with toppling barricades on top of police officers, telling one, we don't have to hurt you. Why are you standing in our way? <laughs> You guys got carried away, some of, the, some of them. I don't think that anybody's listening to my show because you're in solitary confinement. You can't hear this show. Where wow, terrible. There's a pattern of abuse and targeting of the defendants who are being held pursuant to what happened January 6th, and it's overhyped. 
and the people on Twitter, if you've ever been on Poison Twitter, it is sick. They just justify it. They're like, oh, they get what they deserve. And they grandstand about this was an insurrection. That's terrible. Honky. What a word. You honky devil. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're in the last five minutes here. I got to read some of the super chats. Lin Yen Chin gave a colorful chat on a trovo.live slash the egg report. Color chat to spice up your pizza with Lady Goodhair, a.k.a. Holly. (laughs) Well, thank you, Lin Yen Chin. But is spicing up Parmesan cheese? Asks Brandon M. And by the way, thank you to Meeve for the shiny uni. Unicorn thing. And all of that. Sixto Rewhited gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. And said the women's in the chat are, st- are doing a stellar jobs at exposing simps. Wow. No simps. Don't simp. Maybe we need a rib or two at the- what the- what in the world? He's saying maybe we need a rib or two at the men's conference to make sure only true alpha men get in. No beta trolls or simps allowed. Thank you for the bad suggestions, Sixto Reef-Whited. <laughs> and I call them bad suggestions because even betas are allowed. And even some trolls, if they can behave themselves, are allowed, I think. Jailers can say whatever they want to prisoners. No one believes prisoners if the jailers say they're lying, and they all know this. Yeah. Yep. Let's skip go, says Shaggy Boy. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Skip is neither a simp nor a beta troll. He may be a I may have called him a snake before, but he's not a, a, a simp. Oh, speaking of this... This might be a good final thought. This reminds me of a passage. I want to pull up the the Romans 13 thing. It may be tough to read for you guys unless you guys have a bigger screen. Romans 13, KJV, shout out for the King James. This is into the Bible uh, folder. This has to do with uh, dealing with the cops. And I think the Bible knew, I think this was maybe written by Paul, right? Paul? Some of you guys don't like Paul. Oh, no treasure chest, guys. I don't think... Well, let me just look. DLive.tv slash The Hague Report. Do I have chest to give? Let's do the... Let me see. Let me see. It's not loading. It's taking forever. My internet is slow. Let's see. It's not loading. Anyway, um, I think the Bible knows that there are also corrupt authorities, right? The Bible has written about them. But the Bible also talks about submitting to authorities. KJV, Romans 13, and yes, there is a lot of corruption. So don't be all distracted and obtuse about it, okay? Don't be stubborn. But Romans 13, this is from uh, Paul, I think. He wrote a letter to the Romans. Let ev- this is, I'm going to read pretty much the whole chapter, maybe. And it's, I'm going to read the KJV, but I'm c- going to try to make it more common English. So spare me your judgment a little bit. Bear with me, right? Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, meaning the powers over you, right? For there is no power but of God. 
the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And this reminds me of just a side note. Remember the, the Israelites, and I only have a couple minutes here. Remember the Israelites wanted a king and, and God is like, you're going to regret it. You don't want to be like the world, but okay, you're gonna, you ask for a king, you're going to get a king. He said that. That's in the Bible. I remember reading it, I think. I remember it being told for, to me definitely, and I did read it. Because I've read the whole Bible at least once. And so it is ordained, but there are some bad and evil people in power. But still, uh, this says, Whoever resists, resisteth the order, the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. This is verse 2 of that. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Wow. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. I mean, we all know that in this case, there's a lot of evil, corrupt rulers who are trying to be a terror to the, good do- the, the doers of what's right. But, nonetheless, this is still true. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and you'll have praise of the same. For he is a minister of God, meaning the man in authority, to thee for good. But if, thou, if you do that which is evil, be afraid, because he doesn't bear the sword in vain. Meaning that the cop doesn't carry a gun for nothing. These people want to take away the guns of the cops. For, because he's the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him who does evil. Isn't that so true? And this is a message to, I mean, I guess most of you guys already know this. Most of you guys aren't resisting arrest and acting erratic with the cops. Asmodor says, if you reject the Apostle Paul, you reject Christianity. You know, honestly, Asmodor, I agree. No offense to evil is real or to, um, I think your name is Mike or Chris. I think Mike, not Chris. There's a guy named Mike and there's an evil is real. You guys don't think Paul was, was right. <laughs> you got it. Whatever. Wherefore, what he's saying in the, in verse five, I don't understand the phrasing. What you need you need to be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience's sake. So he's saying, subject yourselves to the authorities, not just so that you avoid getting the smackdown, but also out of conscience, because it's right. Pay your tributes, because they're God's ministers, attending continually on, uh, on that. Render all your dues, tribute to whom tribute is due. Pay your taxes, I guess. <laughs> Fear those who are meant to fear. Honor them who are meant to honor. I like this one. Owe no man anything. Don't owe anybody anything. So if you owe somebody, make sure you pay it right away. And love one another because love is fulfilling the law. Fulfilling the law. Love your neighbor as yourself. All that stuff. Isn't that nice? That pretty much sums up what I wanted to say from this Romans 13 thing. There's more to it. It's a cool chapter. I like the Bible, too. Anyway, guys, that's that for the Hague Report. Thank you for the support, all you supporters. Thank you for joining, all you joiners. TheHakeReport.com for my stuff. JessieLeePeterson.com for JLP's stuff, including the men's conference. Make sure you catch the throwback Sunday service from... 
uh, I was about to say Christmas, Easter of 2012. It premiered last night. The uh, audio podcast is up, should be up on all major platforms, audio podcasts for Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, recent services and throwback. Thanks, guys, and take care. we